Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus also said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Friends, my name is Kathy Connor, and my husband Fitz and I are the pastors of First Presbyterian Church. But more importantly, we are longtime friends of Denise, David, and the entire Garcia family. On behalf of the family, I want you to know how much they have deeply appreciated your love and your care. It has been sustaining and life-giving. That is why your presence here this morning is so significant, so profound, including all of you who are online, because I know that there are some of you who are gathered with us in North Carolina. Others of you are colleagues of hers, and you're gathered at the courthouse. Also, Andrew and Monroe, I know that you're at home, and you could not be here, David's son and grandson, so beloved by Denise, and many, many other friends who are online, in addition to all of you here in the sanctuary, because we are all gathered to celebrate Denise's life to affirm our faith in Jesus Christ and in his promises of the resurrection and the life everlasting. We're here to commit both Denise's death and life and the future of her family members and friends into the hands of a God of tender mercy and strengthening love. We're here to remember that God meets us in the valley of the shadow of death. And that God has purposes beyond our grief and beyond our sorrow. And so we will draw comfort from remembrances about Denise, as well as hearing God speak to us through his word in scripture. Please pray with me now. Gracious Lord, whose love will never let us go, and who can dry our tears and give us joy in the morning, Help us to hear your word of comfort and hope, of goodness and life, that we might be able to show your loving care and to allow it to sink deeply into our own lives, therefore celebrating Denise's gift to us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who came that we might have abundant life here, now, and forevermore. Amen. As we said just now with the family gathered before we came into the room, this is nobody wants to be here. And I want you to know that that's one of the ways that we feel. Nobody wants this. But what we're going to do is this. We're going to celebrate as well as grieve. It's the way we do it. And we can do it because we have hope. And our hope is hope that unites us. It's hope that we share as Christian people, followers of Jesus. Hope in the resurrection. The room is decorated because we're celebrating the birth, the advent of the Messiah. The table behind me represents that each of us has a seat at this table. It's a table of God's love, God's rescue, God's reconciliation, God's compassion. That's what we're here for. And words that I'm going to read for us now 
are words that give us comfort. You may have heard them before, but perhaps you didn't know this. This great passage that comes at the end of the great Apostle Paul's letter to the earliest followers of Jesus in the city of Rome. Now, if you were a follower of Jesus in the city of Rome, things were very difficult. It wouldn't be unlike being a follower of Jesus in a 99 to 100% Muslim country today where literally you were putting your life at risk to, to declare that you were a Jesus person. And Paul writes them this magnificent piece of literature to tell them that God loves them and nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. So let me read these words for you. The last few verses of Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome, chapter 8. I'm beginning at about verse 31. What can we say about all these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Rhetorical question, the answer, nobody. He who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Yes, he will. Who will bring any charge against God's elect? Nobody. It's God who justifies us. Who is to condemn? No one. It's Christ Jesus who died and, yes, who is raised, who's at the right hand of God who will indeed intercede for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. On that powerful reminder, friends, that's where we posture ourselves as we live through and trust God in the midst of, the, of this sad day and this sad occasion we also at the same time celebrate and these words also of great comfort come at the very last two chapters of the bible revelation chapter 21 and 22 a few words again words that remind us of our hope and remind us that god will in the great end of things take care of all of us hear these words a vision from someone listening carefully and writing down what he's hearing this man john writes this then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying look the home of God is with us mortals human beings he will dwell with them as their God and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes death will be no more mourning and crying and pain will be no more all those things have passed away take comfort as brothers and sisters take comfort as you give comfort to this family and knowing that our hope Denise's hope our hope shared with her rests in the goodness of God that we know to be true in the resurrection of Jesus. 
what we're going to hear now is some remembrances and Megan and Allison are going to come and share a bit of their feelings about their mom. I have a piece of scripture that has come to mean um, a great deal to me in the past few days. It's from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We'd like to start by saying thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the outpouring of love and support that we've received from everyone. We've truly been blown away with the number of people who have reached out to us and wished such heartfelt thoughts and prayers for our family. Mom would be beside herself if she could see all the people who loved her so deeply. I sure hope she feels it. Mom, Mimi, Babe, Honey, Nisi, and Denise. All of these were beloved names for mom used by those closest to her. I've thought long and hard about how best to capture the magnitude of our mother into words, but how do you put someone as significant and meaningful as she was into just words? The profound impact she left on each and every life she touched will be forever felt. The kindness she exuded and her infectious personality followed her everywhere she went. Mom was born on April 30th, 1956 in Osceola, Arkansas to Ivanell and James Clark. She was the only daughter out of four children. Growing up with three brothers wasn't always the easiest, but her spunk and strength proved early on that she would manage just fine. As they grew older, they gained their stepdad, Clint, our amazing poppy. They eventually moved to Florida where she would live the remainder of her life. She graduated from Robinson High School and soon thereafter went to work at the U.S. Bankruptcy Courts where she would embark on a 41-year career. She began as a docket clerk in 1979 and later served as the courtroom deputy for Judge Pasquet, for Judge Baines when he was appointed to the bench in 1987, and after his retirement in 2005 for Judge McEwen. She was dedicated to her work and met some of her lifelong friends there. Mom was the court's second longest tenured employee. She was also very well known to many Tampa bankruptcy attorneys. She sure did leave her mark in the courtroom and in chambers during her tenure. They've all expressed how greatly she will be missed. Mom married dad in 1981 and they would go on to have my sister and I in 85 and 87 respectively. They were married for 11 years. They always remained cordial and pleasant over the years and would continue to support each other as we grew up. They were a wonderful example of what co-parenting should look like when a marriage doesn't work out. For many years after, it remained just the three of us. We developed a very special bond, one that would last a lifetime. 
We left those years and wouldn't have traded them for anything. We probably got away with way more than we should have, but we didn't complain. Our college years and after were filled with the best memories and laughs. She never missed a fun weekend. From Gasparillas to mother-daughter weekends to 21st birthdays to bachelorette parties and then to our biggest life moments, our wedding days and the birth of our babies. She was a part of every monumental stage in our lives and we will be forever grateful for those memories. Many of you know mom's alter ego, Dennis, came out when she'd be deep in her handiwork and performing any man-like duties because let's be honest, there was nothing that she couldn't do. She was an avid painter and spent countless hours painting bedrooms, my sorority room, friends' homes, and her grandbaby's nurseries. The tasks she juggled will never cease to amaze me. Simply put, she could do it all, and with the biggest smile on her face and not a complaint in the world. She had so much energy and was always up for anything. Two dear friends recently told me, they asked themselves, WWDD, what would Denise do? That touched me so deeply, and I thought I'll be asking myself that daily moving forward. David came into our lives in 2012. As protective of mom as Megan and I always were, we knew very early on that he would be the one she was longing for. They began their beautiful relationship, which would later lead to marriage in 2019. Since mom met David, she was the happiest we'd ever seen her. They enjoyed spending time together so much that we gave them grief about never wanting to leave home or be without one another. Their bond and love are truly something couples should aspire to. They were the best team and balanced each other perfectly. As they often said, with us making fun of them, he was the yin to her yang. We even joked that he was the male version of mom. They were more than a match, they were soulmates. We were beyond thrilled that she was so fortunate to meet David and could rest easy knowing she was in the best hands. Our mother was the matriarch of our family and loved bigger than any human. As many have stated, her positivity and infectious personality preceded her. She is most well known for her smile and happy nature. It truly defined her as a person. She wore her heart on her sleeve and was always willing to help anyone in need. She loved our dearest friends as if they were her own and went to great lengths to make sure anyone that stepped through her door was welcomed and at home. Mom was a phenomenal cook, loved shopping, traveling, working in the yard, being active, and most importantly, spending time with family. Many of you know Mom and David built a beautiful and serene outdoor area and pool that they referred to as their oasis. Their favorite thing to do was relax and enjoy each other's company. This is where we often gathered as a family to celebrate holidays, have meals, and just spend quality time together. Family was everything to our mother. She would drop anything to help one of us in need without hesitation or question. She was our go-to for absolutely everything. My sister, myself, and our children were her entire world, and she was ours. We talked at least five times a day, and she's the first person I think to call with any good or bad news. Not being able to talk to her now for two weeks has been almost impossible. I have no idea how we will get through the rest of our lives without her, but I'm trying with all my might to live the way she would want us to. Her memory is everywhere I look, from in the mirror at myself, to my sister, to my children's sweet faces and big smiles. She is us and we are her. When we think of her, the most difficult thing is trying not to dwell on all the life celebrations and moments that she will miss. 
I have no idea how I'm going to welcome our third child without her there next to me. Honestly, I have no idea how I will do most things without her because she was my rock and best friend. Learning to go on without her will be the biggest struggle of my life. However, we're both so thankful that we could have her here for 32 and 35 years of our lives and that she was able to witness such major moments with us. The immeasurable loss we feel from her sudden passing will never go away. We know that with time we will try and find some peace, but there won't be a second that goes by that we don't think of her. It's so hard to understand why this horrific tragedy happened and why she had to be taken from us far too soon. The legacy she leaves behind will continue to honor her and keep her love very much alive. A few friends sent me a passage I'd like to share that was so touching and captures our mom perfectly. It's titled, Your Mother is Always With You. She's the whisper of the leaves as you walk down the street. She's the smell of certain foods you remember, flowers you pick, the fragrance of life itself. She's the cool hand on your brow when you're not feeling well. She's your breath in the air on a cold winter's day. She is the sound of the rain that lulls you to sleep, the colors of a rainbow. She is Christmas morning. Your mother lives inside your laughter. She's the place you came from, your first home, and she's the map you follow with every step you take. She's your first love, your first friend, even your first enemy, but nothing on earth can separate you. Not time, not space, not even death. Mom, we love you more than we could ever describe. Cooper, Addie, Callan, Molly, and Carson will never forget what an incredible Mimi you are, and we promise to keep you alive in them. We will continue to sing them the same bedtime songs that you sang us when we were little. We will carry on the many traditions that you've instilled in us, and you will always be with us. We're comforted knowing that you're reunited with Granny and Poppy and Wella and Wello. We will miss you immensely every single day of our lives. I know if you know just how truly, how loved you truly are. Thank you for teaching us how to love. We could only hope to be half the wife, mother, and Mimi that you are. It's a privilege being your daughters, and we hope we've made you proud and continue to do so throughout our lives. We will carry you with us every single day. We won't say goodbye, but simply we'll be seeing you. Sweet dreams. We love you, a bushel and a peck. and Megan, you gave us all an incredible gift. Thank you so much. Denise flat out loved you big. And she was not only Mimi to her family, but to so many of you who also called her Mimi because she loved you as her own. She loved you sacrificially. She painted your nurseries, your dorm rooms, whatever you needed. She called you every single day. She loved Christmas. It was her favorite time of year. And she laughed often. She was a little bit clumsy, often. And more often than not, she wanted a bite of whatever was on your plate. Her laugh was indeed contagious, and so was her relationship with Jesus. Her love for you was evident in the way that she was so laser-focused on, on you, each and every one of you. 
You were a source of her gratitude to God, a gratitude that she expressed to me just a couple of weeks ago when she said, I am so deeply grateful to God for my family and for my friends. You were God's gift to Denise, even as she was God's gift to you. On May 8th, 2019, just steps from where we are sitting right now in the church courtyard that you can see beyond these doors, I had the privilege of marrying Denise and David. It was a simple, private, covenant moment with God and each other. It came just seven years after they met on a very thorough and extremely expensive dating service. <laughs> Thankfully, they quickly discovered that they were indeed each other's soulmate, not the cliche, the real thing. Denise was the yes to David's no every time a request came from a son or daughter or a grandchild they were each other's yin and yang the perfect match and everyone said so you were david to each other god's primary channel of god's grace in your lives allison megan and denise were a cozy trio and they loved each other really well. But they also enjoyed very distinct, different, and precious relationships with one another that they cherished and valued. And ever since you were little girls, it was evident to us all as we watched you, and we did, that you had something very special with your mom and that she wasn't just your mom. She was your best friend. And we knew that. You were generous with your mom. You shared her with all of your friends. And they also felt like they belonged to her in the way that she loved them and cared so deeply for them. Denise cherished each and every grandchild. Cooper, Molly, Addie, Callan, Monroe, and even little Carson, who is yet to be born. A few nights ago, Cooper, who is Megan and Chris's five-year-old son, during the moment when they have bedtime prayers, said to them, can we do that thing that Mimi does? Can we still do that? And of course they said, absolutely. What was that thing? Mimi would sing Blessed Assurance, a great hymn of the church, and Jesus Loves Me over them, while she would take her fingers and gently go around their eyes, just calming them as she touched their face and sang to them. Allison and Megan received the same gift from their mom, who sang songs about Jesus over them when they were stressed, when they were sick, when they were in labor, whenever they needed a calming and peaceful word. Can you see it? 
her love for you, whether you were a colleague at the courthouse, a friend in North Carolina, a family member, a brother, a spouse, a daughter, or son-in-law? Can you see that her love for you came from her relationship with Jesus as the source and the foundation for her ability to love you large, to love you big? Singing blessed assurance and Jesus loves me over her children and her grandchildren, it wasn't just a great song to pick with a great tune. It was her statement of faith. Listen to these words from Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Did you hear that? This is my story. This is my song. She sang that truth over her daughters their whole lives, and then she passed on faith to her grandchildren in the same way. It's why Megan read to us from John chapter 14, when Jesus gives his closest friends a picture of heaven. When he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled, trust in God. Trust also in me, because in my Father's house there are many rooms. And y'all, then he says this, I am preparing a place for you. For you. Jesus was inviting his closest friends to trust him, even in the midst of their own sorrow and grief, knowing they were about to lose him that he was about to die on the cross. And in the very same way, Jesus is inviting us to trust him now in the midst of our own sorrow and our own grief. Can you trust him? I know it's hard, especially right now. But I will tell you, it's what Denise chose. It's why she chose trust in Jesus in the context of difficulties that came her way in life, I saw it. I watched Denise choose trust when she was facing her own grief and sorrow in losing loved ones in her own life. And I witnessed her trust in Jesus when we spoke just a couple of weeks ago in the thought that maybe she might be leaving you. She chose trust. I want you to know that you can find comfort in the fact that Denise now sees Jesus face to face and that everything she ever learned about him is true and that she's experiencing what has been promised to us all when Fitz read from Revelation 21 that in heaven, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. Friends, you loved Denise well. You loved her faithfully. And as I said before, I want to remind you now, you 
were God's gift to Denise, even as she has been God's gift to you. If you learn to sing Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine in a Baptist church in Arkansas when you're a young girl, and she did, here's what else she did. You recited with your friends, your brothers and sisters, the Lord's, uh, the, the 23rd Psalm, and you did it in the King James Version, which we're going to do right now. Let this be a prayer for you as we say together these great words that remind us of God's care. Let us say this aloud together as a prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, our hearts are deeply grateful as we think about your servant, your daughter, Denise, for the gift of her life, for the courage you gave her, for all the ways that she encouraged and loved her family, her friends, and her colleagues. We thank you for the way that she loved large served her family and friends sacrificially, and loved you, Jesus. Her love and joy for her was like the oasis of her garden, the cooking that she cherished, the painting that she enjoyed, all of which remind us of the beauty that can be found in the simplicity of everyday life. So in the silence of our own hearts, we lift up to you now our gratitude for Denise and all the ways that she loved and cared for us. We thank you that Denise has entered the joy which you have prepared for her. So grant us the faith to see beyond the grief of this moment to trust your love which never fails. And Heavenly Father, we ask you to wrap your loving arms around David, Allison and Nate, Megan and Chris, Andrew, Addie, Callan and Carson, Cooper, Molly and Monroe, Jimmy, Mark, Brian, Marianne, and each family member in such a way that they experience your presence even now in a new and deeper way. O oh Lord, lift from us the weight of sorrow and fill us with new hope in you 
that we may move forward strengthened by you to at last be joined in heaven with Denise and others we love through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose loving hands we cherish. Amen. Committal is a, an act that you and I are going to make together now. And it's our way of saying in a formal, collective way that we are handing Denise over to the Almighty God who loves her. Allow me to say for all of us these words of committal. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant, Denise. Acknowledge, we pray humbly, Denise, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, and yes, a sinner of your, your own redeeming. It is into the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to life that is forever, that happens through our Lord Jesus Christ, that we commend to you, Almighty God, our sister Denise. Receive her into the arms of your mercy, into the rest of everlasting peace lived with you, and into that great company of people who live with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, these words, a benediction, a good word. It's from God to all of us and to you. May the peace of God, which surpasses all human capability to understand it, guard and keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and in the love and the experience of God. And may, may God's presence, the blessing of God, who is almighty, remain with you forever. Amen. And friends, now, if you wish, uh, you are welcome to come forward and greet David and Allison and Nate and Chris and Megan as they stand up front and as you then reminisce on the music and the pictures of Denise's life.